Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about property taxes, including the elements that lead to determining the annual property value and ultimately the tax bill, how exemptions and valuation caps are administered, how the taxing authorities set their budgets each year, and how you can work with the property appraiser's office to ensure that your property value is fair and accurate. Please note, most of this information has been pulled directly from the websites of the property appraiser, tax collector, and clerk of the circuit court in Pinellas County. Florida's property tax system is complex. In fact, sometimes it can seem downright confusing. I think this is an important conversation because far too often when people are house hunting, Buyers assume when they purchase their home that their property taxes will be similar to taxes the current homeowner is paying. In some instances, that may be accurate, but in other cases, it couldn't be further from the truth. In fact, the Pinellas Property Appraisers page spells out that warning very clearly in the area about taxes with the following disclaimer. It reads, do not rely on current taxes as estimate following a change in ownership. A significant change in taxable value may occur after a transfer due to a loss of exemptions, reset of the Save Our Homes or 10% cap, and or market conditions. So, exactly how are property taxes determined? Let's look at three different elements that impact property taxes. These variables are one, property values, two, tax exemptions, and three, millage rates. Changes in any of these factors can impact the annual tax bill. We'll start with property values. The property appraiser's office is independent from the taxing authorities and is charged with assessing the value of all properties in the county every year. And those values are based on the status of the property as of the annual January 1st assessment date. Unlike an independent appraiser, the property appraiser's office cannot provide a homeowner with three or four individual properties used to establish a home's property value because that would misrepresent the mass appraisal methodology used to determine values. In the mass appraisal methodology, hundreds of sales are reviewed, and while the property appraiser doesn't provide the three or four that may appear most relevant, as is the case in an independent appraisal, they do provide a list of all the sales used in the sales comparison model for the homeowner's neighborhood. This may include up to three years of sales, 
but only the prior year's sales were used to set the assessed value. Once the annual property values have been established, the property appraiser provides each taxing authority with the taxable value of all property in the district. Now that we've discussed how property values are determined, we'll talk about the second variable that impacts taxes, tax exemptions. Please note the information supplied about exemptions does not constitute legal advice, nor is it a comprehensive review of exemption law. That said, Florida law provides for a number of different tax exemptions, such as a homestead exemption, an exemption for widows and widowers, an exemption for disabled veterans, just to name a few. In fact, a new exemption, Amendment 6, was passed on Election Day. This constitutional amendment aligns with other surviving spouse disability exemptions for veterans and first responders and allows the surviving spouse of a combat disabled veteran age 65 and over to continue to receive the veteran's exemption provided the spouse has legal or beneficial title to the property and permanently resides in the homestead property. It is set to go into effect on January 1st. Links to a list of exemptions, including information on the newly passed Amendment 6 and how to apply for them, can be found in the show notes. The homestead exemption is an exemption up to a $50,000 reduction in the assessed value of the property, thus lowering the property's taxable value. The first $25,000 of value is exempted from all millage rates assessed against the property. However, there may be different assessed and taxable values for the county, school, and municipal taxing authorities because the second 25000 does not apply to the school millage. And if the assessed value is between 50000 and 75000 a prorated exemption amount applies. That said, this exemption could reduce a property tax bill by approximately $500 to $1,000. Homeowners qualify for this exemption if they meet the following criteria. 1. Own and occupy the home on January 1st. 2. Make the home your permanent residence. 3. Relinquish your prior permanent residence by January 1st. 4. File the exemption by March 1st. 5. Record legal or beneficial title to the property. As long as the homeowner owns and occupies the home as his or her permanent residence, the homestead exemption will automatically renew each year. It is important to note that the homestead exemption is not transferable. A homeowner must file a new application if they establish a new residence. A homeowner no longer qualifies for the exemption if they, one, move from the property, two, rent the property for more than 30 days per calendar year for two consecutive years, three, 
establish a new permanent residence elsewhere. Four, marry and the spouse claims an exemption on a different home. Or five, if the homeowner or their spouse apply for or receive a homestead exemption or any other residency based on property tax benefit in another county, state, or country. Since homestead exemptions are automatically renewed in Pinellas County, it is the taxpayer's responsibility to notify the property appraiser when ownership or use of the property changes. If the property owner fails to notify the property appraiser when they no longer qualify for the exemption, they run the risk of being penalized. Penalties could constitute having a lien placed on the property for the amount of the exempted taxes plus 15% interest per year and a penalty of 50% of the taxes exempted for up to 10 years. Yikes. Next, we'll talk about how caps are administered as well as portability. There are a pair of valuation caps that impact property taxes, the 10% cap for non-homesteaded properties and the Save Our Homes cap for properties with homestead exemption. In 2008, Florida voters approved a constitutional amendment that created a cap on the assessed value of non-homestead property. This cap prevents it from increasing more than 10% each year. This non-homestead cap is commonly referred to as the 10% cap and applies to all non-homesteaded property regardless of the property type, meaning second homes, vacation homes, residential and commercial rental property, owner-occupied commercial property, and vacant land. The 10% cap was initially only approved for a 10-year period and was scheduled to expire on January 1, 2019. However, in 2018, voters approved another amendment to make the 10% cap permanent, and the current process of capping assessed value remains in place. No application is required to receive the benefit of the 10% cap. And please remember, the cap does not apply to school millages. The Save Our Home cap, which was voted into law and became effective January 1st, 1995, limits annual increases in assessed value of properties with homestead exemption to 3%, or the consumer price index, whichever is lower. Since its inception in 1995, the full 3% cap has been assessed six times, and on three occasions, the cap has been less than 1%, with the lowest increase being a tenth of a percent in 2009. This year's cap was 2.3%, while the cap in 2019 was 1.9%. The cap begins the second year of a new homestead exemption and continues until the property transfers, is no longer the permanent residence of the applicant, or the applicant no longer qualifies for the exemption. The exemption and cap are removed as of December 31st 
of the year the property is no longer the applicant's homestead. Also, keep in mind the cap is on the property value, not on the tax amount, which can still increase due to other factors such as changes in millage rates. Additionally, if improvements or additions are made to a capped property, the value of those improvements will be added to the assessed value above the cap. For example, if a pool is added to a homestead property, the assessed value can increase no more than 3% plus the added value of the pool. In September 1995, Florida's governor and cabinet approved a rule directing property appraisers to raise the assessed value of a qualifying homestead property by the maximum of 3% or the annual change in the consumer price index, whichever is less, on all properties assessed at less than full market value, whether or not that property's value increased during that calendar year. This rule is known as the recapture rule. The recapture rule was created because over time an assessment cap can create a significant gap between the just market value and assessed values on a property. In years when the just market value of a capped property decreases, the assessed value will continue to increase by the cap rate until the assessed value reaches the just market value. If the just market value decreases to an amount below the previous year assessed value, the assessed value will decrease along with the just market value so the two values are the same. The cap remains on the property and limits future increases in the assessed value. The assessed value is never going to be higher than the just market value. Also, mixed use or multifamily properties that are partially homesteaded may be impacted by both assessment caps. For example, if you own a duplex and live in one half while renting the other half to a tenant, the homesteaded half of your property will be capped by the Save Our Homes cap, while the other half will be capped by the 10% non-homestead cap for all but school millages. Because of the Save Our Homes cap, it is not possible to compare taxes or assessed values with your neighbors. For example, if one of your neighbors has homestead exemption and has had the 3% cap for several years, then his or her assessed value and thus taxes could be lower, even significantly lower than yours, even if the market value of your neighbor's property is identical to or higher than yours. And I also mentioned that we would be talking about portability. A provision of the Save Our Homes Amendment allows property owners with a homestead exemption to port or transfer the accumulated difference between the assessed value and the just market value. This provision went into effect January 1st, 2008. 
the process of moving the Save Our Homes cap differential between the assessed value and the just market value from one property to another is referred to as portability. And beginning on January 1st, the Save Our Homes benefit portability timeframe window will increase uh, always allowing a minimum two years and up to a maximum of three years to transfer their homestead cap savings to the new homestead property. Portability can provide a homeowner's a significant savings if they have lived in a property for a long period of time and or the property values have significantly increased. The amount that can be ported is calculated based on the value of the new homestead, but the value cannot be more than 500000 If a homeowner is upsizing and the just value of the new homestead is more than the just value of the prior homestead, the entire Save Our Homes cap amount can be transferred. However, if the homeowner is downsizing and the just value of the new homestead is less, a prorated amount will be transferred. An application for cap portability must be made before March. A link to an example of portability showing how the Save Our Homes portability benefit is calculated is available in the show notes. A change in property ownership will effectively reset the capped value to market value no matter what which cap is in place. It is important to know that property values are likely to increase the next year as the assessed value is adjusted to equal the just market value. This increase due to the removal of the cap could significantly increase property taxes depending on how long the previous owner had homestead exemption and how much property values have increased. Homeowners who are able to port the Save Our Homes cap differential may be able to offset significant increases depending on the amount they are able to transfer. There is a tax estimator on the property appraiser's page that can calculate an estimate of taxes for a specific address or for a hypothetical purchase of a property within a particular municipality. Additionally, it can also account for any Save Our Homes portability benefit that may be transferred to a different property when performing the tax estimate. A link to the tax estimator is available in the show notes. Now that we have talked about property values, tax exemptions, valuation caps, the recapture rule, and portability, we'll discuss the final variable affecting property taxes millage rates, and how taxing authorities set their annual budgets. Property tax revenues are used to fund schools, fire and police protection, and other services such as libraries, municipal parks, golf courses, recreation complexes, waste and water management, transit, just to name a few. There are over 54 taxing authorities in Pinellas County that have the legal authority to tax citizens for the services they provide. They include, but are not limited to, municipalities, board of county commissioners, school boards, 
community service districts, and fire districts. The taxing authorities must establish a tax rate, also known as a millage rate, that allows them to collect the resources necessary to operate their organizations for the coming year. These different entities all have public hearings on budget requests for the forthcoming year. Proposed millage rates necessary to fund the budget are set at one of the budget hearings. Millage rates are expressed as dollars per $1,000 of taxable value. A link to the Pinellas County millage rates levied in 2020 is available in the show notes. Your tax bill may be comprised of both ad valorem and non-ad valorem assessments. Ad valorem is a Latin term meaning according to value, and an ad valorem tax is based on the value of the property. Non-ad valorem assessments are based on a rate scheduled set by each governing body. These assessments are not based on the value of the property, nor are they subject to assessment caps. Each August, the Property Appraiser's Office mails out the trim notice, which is also known as the Truth and Millage or Notice of Proposed Property Taxes to all property owners. A link to a sample trim notice is available in the show notes. The trim notice outlines the property identifiers, which is the parcel number or tangible personal property tax account, as well as the site address, legal description, appraisal area, and tax district. It also outlines property values, the values for last year and the proposed values for this year, which will be highlighted in blue. There are three values shown, the just market value, which is an estimate of the most probable selling price as of January 1st of that calendar year and is based on comparable sales and other market data. The assessed and capped value, this is the value as limited by an assessment cap, such as the Save Our Homes cap or the 10% cap, or by an assessment classification. And lastly, the taxable value. This is the assessed value less any tax exemptions, such as the homestead exemption. Millage rates are levied against the taxable value to determine the final tax rate. It also outlines the taxing authorities. These are the local government agencies with the power to levy taxes that make up the final tax rate. The trim notice includes the final tax rate and taxes last year. These are the millage rates and taxes for each taxing authority for the previous tax year. So, for instance, the trim notice that came out in August of this year included the final tax rate and millage rates for 2019. That tax roll was certified and closed and thus was included for information purposes only. The trim notice also includes the tax rate and taxes this year if no budget change is made. This column shows what the tax rate and taxes would be if each taxing authority did not change their portion of its budget. These amounts are based on last year's budget and the current year taxable value 
and are for comparative purposes only. And it also includes the tax rate and the taxes this year if the proposed budget changes are made. This is the proposed tax amount. This column includes the millage rate and the resulting tax amount that has been proposed by the taxing authorities based on their new budgets. The homeowner's taxes will not be more than the proposed amount at the bottom of this column, plus any non-ad valorem assessments. If millage rates are decreased during the final budget hearings, the taxes may be decreased from this proposed amount. Also on the trim notice are budget hearings, the date, time, and contact information for each authority's budget hearing is provided. Any assessment reductions that have been placed can also be found on the trim notice. So this shows the value of any assessment reductions such as the Save Our Homes cap or the 10% cap. If a homeowner applied for and received the Save Our Homes cap portability benefit, it will also be reflected on the trim notice. So will exemption amounts, including the amount of homeowners exemptions. It is important to note that not every exemption is applied the same way for every taxing authority. So there may be different assessed and taxable values for the school, county, and municipal taxing authorities. The trim notice also shows the non-ad valorem assessment amounts. And remember, these assessments are not based on the value of the property. They are based on a rate schedule set by each governing body. It includes the Value Adjustment Board filing information and deadline, and this is the information and deadline for filing a petition to the county circuit court to appeal your property value or your exemption status. And finally, it includes the contact information for your area appraiser. If you do not receive the trim notice, you can download a copy from the property appraiser's website or contact the property appraiser's office for a duplicate. If a homeowner disagrees with their property value or exemption status, there are three options available to the homeowner to rectify the situation. First, the homeowner can schedule an appointment with the appraiser or exemption specialist. The area appraiser's contact information, again, is on the trim notice, and the trim notice can be accessed on the property appraiser's website. And homeowners who need to speak with the exemption department can reach them by calling 727-464-3207. Second, the homeowner can petition the Value Adjustment Board. The appeal must be filed by the deadline set forth in the trim notice. The petition should be filed with the clerk of circuit court who will set a date, time, and place for the hearing. The hearing will be held before a special magistrate, and the special magistrates are qualified real estate appraisers or attorneys and are independent of the property appraiser's office. A homeowner can prevail before the value adjustment board in a value dispute 
if the homeowner can prove that the proposed value does not reflect market value as of January 1st. The best way to prepare for a hearing is to produce market evidence such as sales of comparable properties that sold before January 1st. Please see the show notes for more details and links to the Clerk of Circuit Court website. Third, the homeowner can file a circuit court complaint. This action requires filing a civil lawsuit with the circuit court under Section 194.171 of the Florida Statutes. Homeowners can file the civil action whether or not they file a petition with the Value Adjustment Board. Please read the statutes or contact an attorney to determine the filing deadline and other filing requirements. You may view all of the information regarding the Value Adjustment Board process on the Department of Revenue website, and you can access the Value Adjustment Board's Policies and Procedure Manual, Calendar, and Petition Guide for Taxpayers on the Circuit Court's website. A link to both will be posted in the show notes. If a homeowner disagrees with the tax amount, he or she should contact their taxing authority and attend the budget hearings. So again, if a homeowner disagrees with the property value, she or he should speak to the area appraiser, file an appeal with the value adjustment board, or file civil action with the circuit court. And if the homeowner disagrees with the tax amount, she or he should contact the taxing authority and or attend the budget hearings. In November, the tax collector mails the tax bills. In Florida, the property taxes are paid in arrears, meaning the bill that comes out in November is for the property taxes for that calendar year. So, in other words, the 2020 tax bill was mailed to homeowners in November 2020 and is for January 1st through December 31st, 2020. Property owners who do not escrow their property taxes are presented with a number of options for paying the tax bill, including an installment payment plan. To participate in the installment payment plan, taxpayers may apply online or submit an application at any Pinellas County Tax Collector's Office. Installment payment plan applications for 2021 taxes are currently being accepted now through April 30, 2021. The earlier the bill is paid, the more you save. For example, the tax bill that I'm currently looking at is the the amount due is $3,370.18. If the bill is paid in full on or before November 30th, the total due was $3,335.43. So the homeowner would save a little by paying before the end of November. If they paid after November 30th, but on or before December 31st, the amount due is $3,370.18. If they pay after December 31st, but on or before January 31st, 
the amount due is $3,404.92. And if they pay after January 31st and on or before February 28th, the amount due is $3,439.67. And finally, if they are paid after February 28th and on or before March 31st, the amount due is $3,474.41. Taxpayers utilizing the installment payment plan receive a discount of approximately 3.5% of their total tax bill. Real estate taxes become delinquent on April 1st. A mandatory 3% interest charge is added to the amount due at that time. If the taxes remain unpaid, the delinquent property will be advertised once a week for three consecutive weeks prior to the tax certificate sale, and the advertising fee will be added to the tax bill. The tax collector is required by law to hold a tax certificate sale on or before June 1st each year. If payment is not received by 5 p.m., on the business day immediately before the date of the certificate sale, a certificate will be issued and additional charges will accrue. The tax certificate sale for delinquent 2020 taxes will be held online at bidpinellas.com on June 1, 2021. A tax certificate is an enforceable first lien against the property. The sale allows investors to purchase certificates by paying the tax debt. The sale is conducted in a reverse auction style with participants bidding downward on interest rates starting at 18%. The certificate is awarded to the bidder who will pay the taxes, interest, and costs and accept the lowest rate of interest. If there aren't any bidders, the certificate is issued to the county at 18% annual interest. Tax certificates last for seven years as long as no other administrative or legal proceedings exist. To redeem the certificate, the property owner or his or her representative must pay the tax collector the delinquent taxes plus accrued interest, advertising costs, and fees with a cashier's check, money order, cash, or credit card. The amount due is determined by the date received by the tax collector and not the postmark. After payment is received and validated, the certificate holder is reimbursed the cost of the certificate plus interest and the lien against the property is removed. If taxes remain unpaid, the certificate holder may file a tax deed application with the tax collector two years after the date of delinquency. In this case, the property may be sold at a public auction conducted by the clerk of the circuit court should the property owner fail to pay the tax debt. The tax collector mails courtesy warning letters every February to taxpayers that are in jeopardy of their property going to a tax deed sale. The letter includes a payment cutoff date and advises taxpayers they are able to make payment on all years 
that are placing the property in jeopardy prior to the tax deed process starting. Investors purchasing properties at these auctions should know there are certain risks associated with the purchase of these tax certificates and or properties at tax deed auctions. It is the sole responsibility of the bidder to research these properties before bidding on them. If you would like to participate in the next sale, visit bidpinellas.com in mid-May for a list of available certificates and information on how to register. If you are interested in a list of properties scheduled for tax deed sale, contact the Pinellas County Clerk of the Circuit Court Tax Deed Department by phone at 727-464-3424 or visit their website at pinellasclerk.org. I have also included a link with more information about tax certificates and tax deed sales in the show notes. I know this is a lot of information to absorb and process, but I hope that you find it useful. If you think so, please consider leaving a review or sharing it with someone who could use the information. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And if you have a show topic that you'd like to share with me or have a real estate related question that you'd like to ask, I'd love to hear it. You can call or text me at 719-201-5022 or you can reach me via email at Nicole at SellingStPetefl.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-E at S-E-L-L-I-N-G-S-T-P-E-T-E-F-L.com.